Welcome to the first episode of the Angry Sports Fan Podcast. I am your host, Drew, and on today's first episode, we are going to talk about who I am, where this podcast came from, what the goals of this podcast is, and after all that boring stuff's over, we're going to talk football because football is back, baby. So let's do this. Alright, and welcome. This is the first episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the first episode, the first of many, hopefully. Unless you don't like it, then it probably won't last that long. So anyways, let's get through all this boring stuff so we can get to the good stuff. Um, Yeah, my name is Drew. I started a blog a while back called The Angry Sports Fan. Uh, I will link that on the website of this podcast because it's literally impossible to find um, because I made it for free. So, you know, it's not great. But yeah, all the blogs I've written are there. And I realized that um, I wasn't getting enough satisfaction. I was, I thought starting a blog, I could get all these insane thoughts out of my head about sports, the stuff that makes me go crazy, the stuff that my family and my friends don't want to hear about because they don't care about sports as much as I do. So I thought I'll write it all out and it'll be good. Well, wasn't good enough. I felt like I still felt crazy. So yeah, so I decided to start a podcast because there's so much more information. You can write all you want about sports, but... There's just more. There's always more. So I thought this would be a good platform to really uh, express and let out all my frustration. Because let's be honest, if you're a sports fan like I am, sports are great. Sports are amazing, but they also can drive you absolutely nuts. So with all that said, the goal for this podcast is to do it consistently. I want to be able to make an episode, you know, I'm, I'm still in between. I'm thinking maybe two two times a week if I'm really really rolling maybe three but I think for right now we're going to start with two especially because I'm also writing for the blog but yeah one of the main goals would be to reach out to people Um, I want to get people on the podcast because sports are fun to talk about but they're even better when you're talking to other people so I would love to get other people on and, and talk to them and see other people's sides even though they're probably wrong and I'm right but that doesn't matter but yeah that's all the boring stuff you don't need to know any other bull crap Basically, we're talking sports, and that's what it's all about. So, with that being said, let's talk about what's on everybody's mind. Tis the season. Football is back. Yes, we have been waiting for this moment. Just saying football is back gives me butterflies. When the Super Bowl ends, my life ends as well. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're just football. No, I'm not. I like all sports, but football is the one sport I truly, truly am passionate about because there's nothing else like it. So when football season ends, you know, you feel, I feel empty inside. There's not much for me to to do, I feel like. So the long wait is finally over. We finally had our first football game and now football will be back till February. Oh, it's going to be great. It's like Christmas for like eight months. I don't think it's eight months. Is it eight months? I have no idea. I just said that off the top of my head. It's probably wrong. I have no idea. But yeah, it's time. With the first preseason game just happening between the Ravens and Bears, which we will talk about and get to, it is time to break out all that overpriced memorabilia, overpriced gear, and get ready for Sunday football. Junk food, beer, and screaming at my TV with all my closest buddies because that's what I live for. So with all that being said, since this is the first episode and football is officially back and the regular season hasn't even started yet, I feel like I would uh, give you guys my takes of what I think will happen this upcoming season, some things I'm excited for, some things I'm not excited for, some of the things that I think are ruining the NFL. Oh, boy. So why don't we go ahead and get started, and I'm going to start off with a bang. I might as well. If this is the first episode, got to do it. I'm going to say it. I'm actually excited for the Cleveland Browns. That... I feel sick saying that, but if you look in the past, the Browns have never made moves like this in a long time. With picking Baker Mayfield overall, number one, I think he was the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, Don't at me because you know it's true. Uh, I think picking up him, I think Jarvis Landry was huge. I cannot believe Miami let him go. I think he's one of the top receivers in the league. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, you know, wasn't, he had success at Buffalo. I'm not saying he's amazing, but I think 
giving Baker someone who's been in a spot, someone that was brought into a team that needed help and was able to kind of turn them around successfully, you know, making the playoffs, uh, I think will be great for him. I think having a veteran in front of him will really help mold him. I don't think he should start right away. I mean, I hear things from training cap saying he's blowing people away and he'll probably start. I don't think he should. Um, I think he should sit behind Tyrod and learn some things. I think Tyrod's a good veteran for him. I think another huge part of the Cleveland Browns' future success will be the the three-headed monster they have in the backfield. They picked up Carlos Hyde, which I think is a good, solid pick. He was a decent running back at San Francisco. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential. They also get Nick Chubb, who is an absolute unit at Georgia. I think that's an insane pick. I thought he was a lot better than um, Michael, who the Patriots ended up picking up. But, um, yeah, I think Nick Chubb is an absolute animal. And then they also have Duke Johnson Jr., who was um, pretty successful last year. So I think having all three of those guys, all three of those guys adding different aspects um, to the run game, I think will um, really put defenses on their toes, especially with you have Tyrod in the backfield, who's also super athletic, and you got Jarvis Landry running down the field. I really think the Browns are are definitely different. They're definitely something we've never seen them do before. Um, also, want to mention Jarvis Landry. Uh, he flourished under Ryan Tannehill. So, if a receiver can look good under Ryan Tannehill, then I think they're going to be looking pretty good anywhere else because I think Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is a trash quarterback. But I digress. And also, I, I don't know how I could forget, Josh Gordon's back. Josh Gordon, he played, um, I think, a little bit at the end of the last season, but you know didn't really get to uh, get into the full season mode. That dude's a freak of nature. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Pictures of this guy. Dude is an absolute brick house, um, but he also can run probably like a 4-5. So I think you got Jarvis Landry. You got Josh Gordon. You got that tight end. Um, I, can't, I don't think I can pronounce his name, and I forget it. But he came out of, I think, Miami. I, I really think the Browns might – I don't want to say make the playoffs. Ugh, I want to say it, but then I don't because I don't want to be that guy that just jumps on the bandwagon. I feel like everybody's saying it. Oh, pick the Browns. Book it. They're going to the playoffs. Oh, man. It's, it's hard to say. They didn't win a single game last year. They didn't win a single game, and then to go from not winning a single game to the playoffs is hard for me to grasp. But you know what? They might win their division. I'm just going to say it. You know what? If they don't, come back and yell at me, but whatever. I'm going to make the prediction. Screw you. Um, But defensively, it's going to defensive side of the ball for the Browns. Um, I think they're okay. I don't love it, but I think they're okay. Um, Jamie Collins, which I think is an underrated linebacker, he used to be with New England and was an absolute animal, so I think – He's definitely underrated. Uh, Joe Shorbert, if I pronounce that right, uh, was a pro bowler. Um, they have Jarrell Peppers, who is pretty athletic. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot last year. I, I really think he's going to become more of a special teams guy. But still, he's an athlete, and they have him back there. You definitely want one of your best athletes at safety. Uh, Demarius Randall is a stud at safety. I'm not huge on Miles Garrett. He was hurt last year, so he wasn't. He couldn't really stay healthy to produce like they wanted him to, you know, the way you'd want a first a first pick to produce. Um, but if he can stay healthy, you know, we'll see what he can do. But, yeah, I think their defense should be solid, and I think their offense is really going to turn some heads at least. And if not, and it's a huge dumpster fire, it's going to be great to watch. Um, but I think the most thing I'm, I'm excited about for the Browns is Baker Mayfield. I love Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. There's a lot of – controversy maybe is that what the word you'd use around him and how people didn't think he was worth the first pick they thought he was too short they thought he was a jerk listen i am all in on quarterbacks i don't care what anybody else thinks the the passion that guy has and every game he plays in is exactly what you want especially for a team that won a single game last year you don't need a guy that's nice to everybody you want a guy that's going to cuss out the other team's sideline that's just my thought on it yeah so i'm excited to to see him like i said i don't know if he's going to start um, I don't think he should, but when his time comes, I'm going to be excited for it because I think they, they need a guy like him with the personality he has to really get that team going in the right direction. So moving on, some of the things I kind of hate, and, you know, when I get into this, I'm, I'm a little biased, and you'll see why, but I think the Rams are overrated. I'm going to say it. I think they are. Um, as you know, if you are a sports fan, I don't know why you would listen to this if you weren't, but hey, if I'm changing you into a sports fan, you're welcome. You can thank me later. Yeah, I, they've made a ton of moves this offseason, probably more than any other team, big signings. But I just, I get nervous when teams do too much. 
like the Rams were pretty good last year. Like they're getting better. They they definitely like weren't a great team. They made some moves. They're getting a lot better. They made the playoffs, but then they added more weapons, and that just I never feel good about that. And so this you know this really has no factual basis, but. One of my biggest issues with the Rams is I don't think Jared Goff will ever win a Super Bowl. You know when you're a football fan and you just see some players and you just look at them and you're like, what? Why One, why is that guy a football player? football player? It doesn't look like one. And two, there's no way that guy's going to be successful. That's how I felt about Jared Goff. In the, and this goes back to when he was at Cal. I didn't think he was great in Cal. A lot of the highlights they show of him, he's throwing to guys that are wide open, um, you know, Cal plays some good talent, but, you know, not the teams like Oklahoma's playing. So I wasn't huge on him. He came in his first year, you know, so-so. And then last year, he actually did pretty well. I don't think he's a big – he's not a big play quarterback. I think he's very safe. He's kind of more systematic, kind of dumps the ball off sometimes. He he threw a couple deep balls last year, but like I said, if you you see some of the deep balls he threw, the guy's wide open. I mean – if you're a professional quarterback and paid millions of dollars, I'd hope you hit a guy wide open down the field. Um, but I don't know. When you when you look at the guy in the face, he kind of looks like a mouth breather, doesn't he? Just kind of when he talks, he kind of looks goofy. Like he's kind of got like the cool California, like blonde hair. Like he's kind of like a surfer bro. But then he kind of talks and you're like, that guy, really? Like there's no way that guy's a leader in the huddle. Like I'll, I'll play some audio for you guys and you can hear some of his like interviews because with the way the guy talks, like I can't, I can't even like think about the way he would pump up a team. Hey fellas, hey fellas, get ready to rock, get ready to rock. Obama, Obama, Obama. Hey, we good? We good? Let's go, we good? Let's go, Ty. Hey, now we're awake. Now we're awake. Now we're awake. Now we roll. Hey, now we roll. Now we roll. Hey fellas, how we feeling? Great. Feeling good? I got a cramp. Running on and off. Oh, Sean, I got a cram running on and off the field. He just doesn't seem like a guy that that could win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. But uh, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I don't know. Maybe. Um, But we also need to remember the Rams have, you know, arguably one of the best running backs in the league in Todd Gurley. I don't think he's the best, but I think he's definitely second best, top three. Um, That's going to help you (laughs) in the the passing game when the defense definitely has to respect Todd Gurley in the backfield because that dude's an absolute animal. So, you know, when you got to respect Todd Gurley, Goff's able to have a little more success. Another issue I have, and this is where the bias is going to play in, is Brandon Cooks. So if you don't know, if you check out the blog, you'll know. But if you don't know now, I am a Patriots fan. Say what you want. I don't care what you have to say. I've been been a fan since I was a little baby in diapers. That might not be true, but it doesn't matter. Um... I'm biased with uh, with Cooks because I loved him with New England. I did, I really did. And I and I before I recorded this, I, you know, I wrote some stuff down and I was like, you know, what? no, I didn't like him, but no, I did. I I fight myself on it because he left, and I'm pretty upset with the way he performed in the Super Bowl, and he kind of got knocked out in the Super Bowl, which I was like, come on, get up, don't be so soft. Even though he got absolutely obliterated, but you know, I was just angry. This is the Angry Sports Fan Podcast. That's what I'm supposed to do. It's part of my brand. But anyways, one of my biggest issues with him is. Did you see how much money they paid this guy? They signed him to a five-year deal worth $80 million. He hasn't played a snap. $80 million. Hasn't played a game yet. Whoa. Now, with New England, he stayed healthy the whole year, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was healthy all year. So, obviously, you know, no issues there. But I just, $80 million for doing nothing yet? I mean, what if this guy stinks? I mean, he probably won't because he's like one of the fastest receivers in the league, but it just, I don't know, that blows my mind. And it especially blows my mind because the Rams' best player, besides Todd Gurley, easily their best player, is Aaron Donald. And that guy still hasn't gotten paid yet. The guy's defensive player of the year. And instead, we're going to pay Brandon Cooks, who just got here and hasn't played yet, $80 million and not him. I think there's going to be a little issue in the clubhouse there, but um, we shall see how that plays out. Especially when they just paid Todd Gurley, too, $60 million. Um, I don't know. If I'm Aaron Donald, I'm pretty upset because I feel like he has done more than enough to make the money he deserves, and they have not paid the man yet. Um, Hopefully, by the time this comes out, he hasn't been paid yet, or I'm going to look like an idiot. But I think that's gonna have. I think that's gonna that's gonna play into their season. I think they're gonna have issues. 
But you know, <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? This whole like everybody's all in on the Rams. They're looking amazing. They're the, they're the pick for the Super Bowl. It reminds me of that like 2012 Eagles team when like Vince Young came out and said they were the dream team. Which looking back, why the hell would we take anything Vince Young said seriously? I, I don't understand that, uh, especially when he was the backup quarterback. That was weird. But anyways. Yeah, they said they were the dream team. They had made a lot of moves. Um, they were stacked. They had Mike. Mike Vick was healthy. Mike Vick was back, and they went eight and eight, missed the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not saying that's gonna happen to the Rams. I think they're better than eight and eight. Um, but you know, I kind of love to see that happen when teams just get blown up in the off season. They haven't done anything yet. Nothing's been put together. Yeah, they look great in practice because they're supposed to. And then you know, come season, it all kind of falls apart. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'll be honest. I kind of want the Rams to fall apart. It'd be great to watch, and I would love Brandon Cooks not have any success because he's a jerk for leaving. Anyways, um, but yeah, kind of want the uh, Rams to miss the playoffs. That'd be hilarious. Moving on, let's talk about the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, Ravens versus Bears, and man, was it a crap show. And you know what? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. When I was younger, I used to hate preseason. I used to totally be on board with like, let's just get rid of preseason. Why do we have it? It's stupid. Let's get rid of it. But then as I got older and I I started watching Hard Knocks more, you realize how important preseason is to guys that are trying to make that 52-man roster. Excuse me, 53-man. Yeah, 53. I don't know why I said 52. I'm at 53. Jeez, I know what I'm talking about. I swear. But yeah, if, if you watch so many of these guys, they fight so hard to just make it on a team. And then they get there, they go through the whole training camp, they go preseason, and preseason is their time. It really is. The starters that have made it, they don't need to be in preseason. That's why you see a lot of guys that are, you know, stud players, they're just on the sideline in a t-shirt, they don't care. But this is huge for these guys that are trying to make the team. And so that's why preseason is kind of fun for me. I like watching, I like seeing all these, you know, young guys going out there and and trying to win a spot on the team. And, you know, sometimes that's going to give us some pretty shitty football, but it's football nonetheless, and I absolutely love it. So with that being said, yeah, it wasn't great football um, to start us off, but it was definitely worth it. We had Chase Daniel, who has been in the league for 10 years. What? I had no idea. I literally thought Chase Daniel had been in the league for like maybe five. Maybe, maybe I give him six, six seasons. Yeah, 10. And the dude's probably made millions of dollars doing absolutely nothing. I think they said he's one and one as a starter, one and one. 10 years, two games, millions of dollars. Um, that just backs up my theory that backup quarterbacks are a diamond dozen. And when teams draft backup quarterbacks, when they already have their their star quarterback, it's, it's a waste of a pick. This brings you back to when the Raiders had Derek Carr and they went and got um, Connor Cook. Remember him? Michigan State. They picked him up in the fourth round. 2016 yeah 2016 Connor Cook fourth round why would they make that pick you got Derek Carr he's your star he's your young quarterback go get some talent go get an athlete don't you waste it on a Connor Cook but anyways going back to what I was talking about Chase Daniel 10 years in the league unbelievable 10 years in the league to do nothing but anyways he comes out looks okay I guess looks like a backup throws a pick or so Nothing fancy. But everybody was waiting for the Ravens. We all wanted to watch the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the stud Heisman winner out of Louisville, got drafted. He was the last pick in the first round. A lot of people were surprised how they go higher. And there's been a lot of a lot of stuff about Lamar Miller. Uh, Lamar Miller. I meant Lamar Jackson, sorry. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about Lamar Jackson. A lot of people didn't think he translated as a quarterback in the NFL. They thought he should be a receiver. A lot of people thought that was rude and said, no, he should be a quarterback. All this stuff. My opinion on it was I didn't think he'd translate in the NFL. If you watch his game film, which I watch a lot of Lamar Jackson game film, yeah, it's his athleticism. That's what makes him so great, his being able to scramble and run, which in the NFL does not translate. Yes, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have success on their feet for a while, and then guess what? It gets old, and they get hurt, or defenses are like, oh, if this guy scrambles and we contain him, that's all he can do. He can't sit in the pocket and throw. Examples, RG3, who we will get to because he's also on the Ravens. RG3, his first year, he's rookie of the year, I'm pretty sure. Guy was running all over the place. He was hurtling people. Then he busted his knee wide open like eight times, and guess what? Can't can't even get on a roster. 
You also got guys like Marcus Mariota, super athletic, and at Oregon. What's that guy do? And a lot of people are like, hey, he's having success at Tennessee. No, he's not. Marcus Mariota is not a game changer. He's not a big threat quarterback. He runs around sometimes, makes a couple good runs, and that's about it. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to win Super Bowls. Um, let's let's just look at let's look at Super Bowl history real quick. Uh, we had last Super Bowl, we had Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots. Neither quarterback is mobile. Before that, you have the New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons. Neither quarterback is mobile. Before that, you had the Broncos and the Panthers. Cam Newton, mobile quarterback. We're also going to talk about him later and why I think he sucks and he's overrated. Um, he ended up losing the Super Bowl and really couldn't do anything. Cried, rolled around on the sideline. Real, ba- real bad mess. Didn't look great. After that, you have New England and Seattle. Russell Wilson, he's mobile, I would say. <sighs> He, he was a lot more mobile in the beginning of his career. I think now he's not so much, and I also don't think Russell Wilson is a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's mobile sometimes, but like I said, it doesn't make him any better. Uh, yeah, Seattle and Denver, same thing with uh, um, Russell Wilson. You had Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. Kaepernick was mobile, um, and now – like I said, with mobile quarterbacks, they come in their first year. It's like, whoa, what do we do? This guy's running all over the place. Kind of like what Kaepernick did. He was insane running the ball. And then that went away. He couldn't do it anymore. Teams understood, oh, that's the read option. I know how to stop that. And then once they stopped that, he pretty much had to sit in the pocket and throw. His numbers weren't as good. And, well, now the reason he's not on a roster is a totally different discussion. But I just think mobile quarterbacks, you know, the first year or so, you know, teams are like, oh, how do we figure this out? And then, oh, no, guess what? You can't do what you used to. So, yeah, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to translate into the NFL. And when he went into the game, he was playing with third stringers. And a lot of people said, well, you know, it's hard to get a good look at him. He's playing with the third string guys. He's throwing to him. Okay, well, the defense is also third stringers. It's vanilla defense. They're not doing anything special. They're not going to throw anything fancy out there. So he should be able to run all over these guys. And people are saying, we saw the freaky athletics. Of the man. He juked one guy out. He juked one guy out, and that was it. But these third-string guys in, he should be running all over these guys. But he wasn't. He looked real hesitant, too, if you watched it. The second he went back in the pocket, he was there for a second, and the second something wasn't open, he just started running to his right or left. Now, granted, still the first game, first preseason game. So, you know, we'll see how he does in in the next one. I think he's going to get a lot more playing time in the the next uh, few preseason games. So, yeah, Lamar went 4 for 10, 33 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. So, not great numbers. Um, his one touchdown, I mean, was just an easy little route. Guy was open. So, wasn't one anything anything special. And I kind of hate, <laughs> if you notice, when, like, announcers, the guys that are calling the game, I think Lamar Jackson threw, it might have been his touchdown, or he just threw, like, I don't know, it was like a first down or something, and he literally just stood there, threw a ball, like, eight yards. The guy just ran, like, a little hitch route, turned around, he hit him, and they were just, they were blowing that up. They were like, Look at this. He can make NFL throws, all this stuff. I can throw a hitch route. A high school quarterback can throw an eight-yard out. Like, it's not – he's not blowing anybody's mind here. I'm not trying to be critical on the guy. I just – I don't think we should make excuses or try to make them look better than they really are. I mean, if this guy can throw a deep down the field while the guy's cover, that's different. If he can throw on the run, that's different. But if he can sit in the pocket, throw like a 10-yard pass, I'm not – I'm not blown away. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Lamar Jackson's really going to translate in the NFL. But we'll see. He's got more games to come. Um, but moving on, RG3. RG3 is also on the depth chart for the Ravens. <clears throat> He's second. So he he played first uh, before. Uh, so RG3 actually started the game. Uh, Joe Flacco obviously didn't play. But I was actually ex- excited to see RG3. I actually liked RG3 when he came out of Baylor. Um, I love what he was doing. He was running all over the place, like I said earlier, and he was hurtling people, which was awesome. But then, yeah, he just got blasted in his knee a bunch of times and literally was just like a racehorse that they got to shoot out back. It was terrible to watch. Um, but it was, good, it was good to see him back there. I think he's a freak athlete. But I also thought he was a great quarterback. Yeah, like, yeah, he was mobile, but I think he could sit in the pocket and just freaking launch it. That you could throw like 70 yards. Um, but I, yeah, I thought RG3 was great. Uh, I thought he he made some decent throws. He ran a little bit. You can tell he's definitely not what he used to be. He's very hesitant when he runs. He pulls up um, before he would go right at the guy. But um, I thought it was good to watch. But watching the game and watching RG3 and Lamar Jackson, I can tell you this. I can make this conclusion. 
Joe Flacco is the quarterback in Baltimore. I don't know why people think, oh, they brought in RG3, oh, they brought in Lamar Jackson, you know, things are changing. It's not changing. Joe Flacco is so much better than both of these guys. Um, yeah, sometimes he doesn't look great. The guy won a Super Bowl. Um, he had a crazy year that year. He's great in the playoffs. I think Joe Flacco is way better than these two. If Lamar Jackson's going to have any hope, he's got to get a lot better. Um, maybe he sits for a while and can take over when Joe Flacco's done. But he's the guy. There's no question. I think people were wanting to watch this game to see if there was any, maybe some change coming. There's not. Joe Flacco's way better. It's not even a conversation. Um, I'd be really surprised if they they held on to to RG3 um, when the season starts. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, I don't think Joe Flacco's going to play at all in the preseason. That'd be dumb for him to play. I mean, he's their star guy. But, yeah, I think Joe Flacco's the guy, no doubt about it. Now, another thing that we saw while watching the Bears and Ravens game is the new helmet rule. Woof. The new helmet rule, I will tell you now, will ruin the NFL. Absolutely will ruin the NFL. Um, let me just <laughs> – gosh, let me read this to you. This is what the NFL described the helmet rule as. Use of the helmet. It is a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. Do you understand what that means? That means a flag could be thrown literally on every single play, probably. Using your helmet to make contact? I get the no helmet to helmet contact, which if you've played football before, is very hard to, you know, not do. Uh, When you're going full speed at somebody, things are just going to happen. But to not use your helmet to hit another player just like anywhere, that's – I understand they're doing it – before it was like, you know, the defenseless player on offense doesn't see the hit coming. Now they're trying to protect defensive players. Obviously, we saw what happened to Ryan Shazier. It's obviously tragic. But I get making the game safer. I understand that. But at some point, football is football. If you start getting away from what football is, you're going to lose it. I want to, you know, you want to make the game safer for players, but it's not a safe sport. It's violent. That's why they wear pads. That's why the NFL doesn't have seven game series like every other sport. Because if these guys played seven game series, they'd probably kill each other. And I, I, I get that it's dangerous, but at the same time, this is going to, it's what's going to happen this season. And it's It's going to change the outcome of a game and people are going to lose their minds. There's going to be a big play downfield. It's going to be. It's going to come down to the last second of the game. It's going to come down within points, and a defensive player is going to make probably some incredible stop, and on fourth down, and their flag is going to get thrown. Oh, his helmet hit him in the chest. Fifteen yard penalty puts the team on the goal line. They win the game. It's going to ruin a game, and it's going to drive people insane. And the NFL is going to get a huge backlash on this. And I know they're in a bad spot because everybody's talking about how dangerous football is. Parents don't want their kids playing football anymore. I get that. But I'm telling you, from a a very passionate NFL fan, this is going to change the game in a very bad way. Yeah, as you, if you watch the game, there was one hit where the guy led with the crown of his helmet, hit the other guy in the helmet, which, okay, throw the flag on that. I didn't think it was a very hard hit. The guy was going down. It didn't look violent at all but okay helmet helmet fine throw the flag there was another one guy came across the middle uh, went up for a ball guy came over led with his shoulder kind of cross body like almost perfect form his helmet tapped him in the chest threw a flag like that right there is going to ruin football if guys if safeties can't make hits on players to jar the ball loose then what are we doing you know it's going to become it's going to become soft and it's it's just not going to be fun to watch anymore and i think it's really going to ruin the game um, but I guess we'll see. Um, apparently they want to call it a lot in the preseason or something like that, just to, just to see what it's like. And in the season, they won't call it as much. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to get refs in a bad spot to where they don't know what to do. And so they're going to throw the flag no matter what. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to make the game hard to watch. Cause you, if this is how they really want to define it as a player lowering its head to initiate contact, against an opponent i mean they're gonna there's gonna be flags on every play i don't know how i don't understand how you won't i I mean if if you watch linemen linemen hit somebody on every play it's the hardest position to play they're always making contact with somebody they're going they hit head to head every play every play if you watch heads are hitting and there's never a flag there um 
yeah, it, it's, oh boy, this is going to be interesting to watch. This is definitely something I don't like, something I hate. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens this 2018 season. But like I said before, football's a violent game. And I, that's the second we try to change the way football works, it's going to ruin the game and ruin the sport. But like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll t- be talking about it in the future for sure. All right, moving on. I think it's time for me to talk predictions, people. Let's talk. About, oh, real quick. I, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was like an article. But have you seen what the Browns have done with like all their first round picks in the past? So last year's first round pick was Miles Garrett. He's still on the team. Jabril Pepper's still on the team. David Njoku. I was trying to say his name earlier, but I think that's how you pronounce it. He's still on the team. So you go back. They just released um, Corey Coleman. Um, or was he traded? I think he was released. Either way, he's gone. They just drafted the guy two years ago. He's gone. Danny Shelton, they traded New England. He's gone. Uh, Johnny Menzel's obviously gone. Barkevius Mingo's gone. Trent Richardson's gone. Brandon Whedon's gone. I mean, that's all. The, that's been like all their first-round picks since 2012. 2010, they dropped Joe Hayden. He's gone. 2007, Joe Thomas is gone. Like, that's insane. Like, all those wasted first-round picks. In 2007, they had Joe. <laughs> they drafted Joe Thomas and Brady Quinn. Unbelievable. I mean, Joe Thomas obviously is a legend. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but... Wow, what a whiff on Brady Quinn. Yeah, man, Trent Richardson, poor guy. I hear that guy's still trying to <laughs> still trying to play football. I think he's going overseas somewhere. But, yeah, just insane. All those first-round picks, all gone. Man, Corey Coleman didn't last two seasons. He's gone. Yeah, I heard they had some issues with him. They said he didn't, he didn't understand how to play wide receiver. Weird to get drafted at wide receiver. You'd think all the research you do and film you watch, you'd think he'd know how to play wide receiver if you were the Browns organization, but that's probably why they only won like three games in like four years or something like that. <clears throat> but uh, moving on, let's go ahead and take a look at the NFL schedule. So we still have some preseason going on. You know, preseason is what it is. It doesn't really mean much. It's just for the young guys It's and for the organization to see these young guys they drafted and picked up, see if they're going to make it on the team. Um, I'm kind of excited to see the the Panthers and Bills just because Josh Allen, we want to see what he's all about. I He's a guy, you know, I won't say exactly where I'm from, but uh, Josh Allen's kind of from my neck of the woods. Uh, he's in the same county as me, so um, got to give him some props, got to give him some love, but I hope he can translate in the NFL. <clears throat> Obviously, he has a massive arm, probably has like one of the biggest arms in the NFL, and he just got there. Um, didn't love his, his college film, but, you know, some guys – you know, they're successful in college. They're not huge. They're not a Heisman winner. You know, it is what it is. Um, and they sit for a while. I think he'll sit. I don't think he's going to start right off that gate. I think he's third on the depth chart right now. I think they got A.J. McCarron going to start, who I'm actually excited to watch. I liked A.J. McCarron in college. Um, he hasn't really done much. He's been a backup since, but I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. But, yeah, I hope Josh Allen can. Um, from what I saw in college, I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be great. But I hope he can. I do hope he can do it. I'm pulling for him just because you know he's a hometown guy. So I'm all about it. Um, I also saw this story that like his family is driving from California to the Bills to New York to Buffalo because his family are farmers and they grow cantaloupe and they're from Fresno County where I'm from and they're driving from Fresno County to Buffalo cross country. Unbelievable. Hope that cantaloupe's worth it. <clears throat> but I'm excited to watch that game. Also, bringing up the Panthers, I was talking about Cam Newton earlier. Cam Newton sucks. Can we can we talk about that? Can we finally say it? Cam Newton's not my guy. I'm not about it. Um, I actually liked him at Auburn. I thought he was really fun to watch at Auburn. I thought it was insane to watch like one guy could make this team so freaking good. But since then, I I'm not huge. He had a really big year. I think that was 2015 when he went to the Super Bowl and lost when he was a crybaby on the sidelines. My biggest thing with him when he got to the NFL was I didn't like his personality. I didn't like the way he acted. He's very showboat. He's kind of like hard to talk to when he does interviews. He's just kind of weird. Um, I mean, nothing against him. I just it's I kind of hate that when you're a fan and you just like want to hear what these guys have to say and he just says weird stuff. You're like, okay, that was worthless. Thanks a lot. Um, but yeah, he hasn't been good. He hasn't. He had like the one MVP year, the 2015 when the Super Bowl and lost on the biggest stage, and he couldn't complete a flipping pass. 
Um, and other than that, he's just not that good. I really, if you look at his stats, they're like really low. Like the highest he ever had was just that 2015 season. That's it. I don't think he's been in the top five in anything since that or before that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'm not big on the Panthers. I don't think they're going to do great this year. I like Christian McCaffrey a ton. I wish he was on a different team. They're going to waste him over there in Carolina, but what are you going to do? I think he would fit great on New England. Short, fast, white guys, New England's all about it. They got Eric Decker. Can you believe that? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Danny Woodhead, oh my aunt, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan's not short. Still a white guy, though, playing wide receiver. Unbelievable. They got Rex Burkhead in the backfield. They got Braxton Berrios out of Miami, short white guy. Edelman gets suspended. They got some inju- injuries. Go get Eric Decker. Go get yourself a you know slot receiver that's white. Unbelievable. New England never strays. Straighten as an arrow. Unreal. Can't wait to see that. I mean, I don't think he's really going to do much. He's kind of older. Didn't do a whole lot of Tennessee. Um, he was good in Denver, but I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to do much, but it's just cool to see him. It's cool to see him in a New England uniform. Should be fun. So some more games. Excited to see what the Eagles are going to do. Um, obviously, Carson Wentz is their guy. Uh, I think they should have traded Nick Foles. I can't believe he re-signed with the team. Um, I guess he's okay with being a backup. I have no idea. I thought he played his balls off in the in the postseason. Can't believe he won the Super Bowl. He literally had to play his best game of his life in the Super Bowl, and he did. It was unbelievable. Um, going to be excited to see what they do there. <clears throat> the Rams, hopefully they suck. But let's see. Let's go through the uh, divisions here. So the NFC East, we got Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. Eagles are going to win that division. Absolutely. I'm excited to see the Giants just because of uh, Shaquan Barkley. Hope I'm pronouncing that correct. That guy, absolute unit. Uh, really excited to watch that guy. Huge quads, all about the quads. Check out those quads. Google the quads. They're great. Uh, Cowboys suck. Uh, Dak Prescott's not a future Hall of Famer. Um, I think he did real well his first year. I think it was jacked up that they they blew out Tony Romo. I thought Tony Romo was the guy, but whatever. He's great on on the booth. Redskins aren't any good. Alex Smith, come on, really? Guy throws dink and dunk passes. NFC North, I'm excited to see the Bears. I like Mitch Trubisky. Didn't do a whole lot last year, but I like him. Tariq Cohen's an athlete. Um, I'm pretty excited they got the new coach. He's an offensive guy. He's calling the plays. The Bears didn't do a whole lot in the preseason. They had a ton of their backups in. wasn't any of the, of the star guys. But I'm excited to see what they can do. I actually like them. I think they're a sneaky team. Um, but with that being said, the Vikings are going to power through that division probably. <laughs> I think maybe the Bears can do a wild card, but they also have the Packers. But the Vikings are so much better than everybody else in that division. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, who I think sucks and is overrated. You can check that out on my blog. I'll put the link, like I said, on the website so you can go check it out because I have a lot of good points in there why Aaron Rodgers is really not that great and he just dates hot chicks and that's about it. Um, but the Vikings are unbelievable on defense. Um, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy, but I think he's like mediocre enough for that offense with all the weapons they have. So I think the roster is just unreal, especially compared to, I mean, Way better than the Bears and Lions and the Packers. I mean, they just have A-Rod. That's it. Um, so, yeah, the Vikings are going to power through that division big time. Lions, not great. Um, excited to see what Matt Patricia can do. He's obviously the defensive coordinator for New England for a long time. I uh, hope he has success there. And I'm a huge Matt Stafford guy. I think he's got, like, one of the best, biggest arms in the NFL. I wish he was on a different team, but that is what it is. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what happens in his future. I don't know how many years he's got in his deal, but I would like to see him maybe towards the end of his career – make a run with another team, you know, kind of like what Brett Favre did when he went to the Vikings, which is such a cold hearted move. Uh, we're definitely gonna have an episode on Brett Favre because that dude's just a legend. He's got stories. There's so many things to talk about with Brett Favre. So NFC South, it's, you know, I'm a big Saints guy. I love Drew Brees. I love, you know, it's kind of like with Baker Mayfield. He's too short. Drew Brees is like, like one of the shortest quarterbacks in the league. And the dude is a legend. He's a future hall of famer. Um, their biggest issue is obviously the Falcons, with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on that team, they're always going to be in the talk. Panthers suck. Buccaneers obviously really suck. I was never a James Winston guy. never liked him. And he's just proving me right more and more, and I love it. Um, their best player is probably Mike Evans, who should definitely be on another team. He'd be unreal. But, yeah, I think Saints win that division because Drew Brees coming down to the end of his career. He's going to make a hell of a run. I think maybe they're the pick for the NFC 
for the Super Bowl. NFC West. Okay. So we got the overrated Rams, and we got Jimmy G. Oh, as a Pats fan, you cringe when you say Jimmy G's name. <sighs> Jimmy G. What's my opinion on Jimmy G? I think he's great. I think he can be a star quarterback in this league, but I'm not sold completely yet, if that makes sense. Like, he goes to San Francisco. He wins five games straight. But if you looked at his stats, he had like seven picks, I think, like seven interceptions in five games. Not great. Not a great look. Um, it didn't didn't really wow me, and plus the, their schedule towards the end of the season wasn't magnificent. I think they did beat the Rams, though. Like I said, overrated, though. So that just backs up my point. Um, yeah, I don't think the Rams – or, excuse me, I don't think the 49ers are going to win their division. Uh, I think Jimmy G is going to need a few years. But I, I think he will be the future of San Francisco. I, I really do. He was he was great at New England, so I think he'll be the future. The Seahawks need help. Russell Wilson's not what everyone thought he was going to be. He's struggled these, fat, these past few years after his little Super Bowl – his two back, his back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, um, they definitely dropped off. Their defense has taken a massive hit. They got nobody left from that Legion of Boom thing. Um, Cam's gone. You know, Sherman's gone. It looks tough in Seattle. I think I would say they'd get last place, but the Cardinals aren't any better. They do have David Johnson back, who was injured all last year, so that'll be exciting to see. That dude's absolutely fun to watch. Um, so I think it's going to be a battle for last between Seattle and the Cardinals, but I think the Rams will win the division. Dang it. <clears throat> AFC East, New England's going to lock it up. They always do. They always will. Uh, the Jets, I'm not huge on Sam Darnold. I can't believe everybody's bought in on him. Uh, I thought his throwing motion was weird. I thought at USC he wasn't that great. We shall see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Don't love it. The Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill. Why is he still the quarterback? I have no idea. Not great. Don't love him there. Bills, I mean... Is, is McCoy playing? I think he beat up his girlfriend. I don't know if he's playing anymore. But, uh, yeah, A.J. McCarron at quarterback. They don't really have a solid, like, you know, leader on that team. So, I, I mean, the Patriots are going to walk through this. And everybody I know, New England isn't the same team. They lost a lot of guys, which they have. I think they've taken more hits this year than they have in a long time. But I can't, I can't go against them because this happens all the time, you know. Oh, they lost this guy. They lost this guy. And then they somehow figure it out. They they got a quarterback playing wide receiver. They got a lacrosse player playing wide receiver. I mean, they got a bunch of running backs that no one's ever heard of making plays out of the backfield. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm really excited for their backfield. I think the Sony Michael, having him back there, Rex Burkhead back there, Mike, I call him Mike G because I can never pronounce his last names back there. Um, they got Sweet Feet back there. I mean, they got a lot of options. At receiver, they hurt a little bit. You know, Edelman's gone for the first four games. They always have Gronk, which is great. Uh, Chris Hogan, I think, is actually uh, – I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's a top-10 receiver, but a lot of people don't believe me. I think with his speed and um, athleticism, he's really great. But he's just – he's surrounded by better players, so it's hard It's hard to see that. I think if he was on another team, he'd be a number-one guy uh, for sure. Um, they have Philip Dorsett, which they got with the trade with Brissett from the Colts. I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do. He was a bust at Indianapolis, made a, made a huge play in the playoffs. Um, but I think he's going to get a lot more playing time with Edelman being down. And they also just let go. I think that was today they released um, Malcolm Mitchell, who I absolutely fell in love with when they drafted him. I thought it was an insane pick. He had such a bright future, and then the dude can't stay healthy to save his life, and it's a real shame. And I, I guess they even tried to shop him around, and no team would bite on him just because of his uh, injuries. I think he, like, arms all messed up his knees are bad it's just it's an absolute shame because i think the guy was going to be an absolute star but yeah new england's gonna take the afc east and i'm gonna be close afc north the browns baby i'm all in i think they'll be a wild card i don't think they're gonna win their division i think the steelers will they got big ben and, and Le'Veon bell and ab those are like <clears throat> Le'Veon bell is the best running back in the league a yeah i guess ab is the best receiver in the league i want to argue against it but i can't uh, I'm not a huge fan of AB. I think he's kind of annoying, but that's how you are as a sports fan. See, that's what I like about talking about sports. I actually don't have to have facts to tell you I don't like somebody. I just think he's annoying. Um, I think it's annoying that he shows up like in a helicopter and stuff to training camp. Like, what a douche. Like, yeah, I know. You make a lot of money. I get it. Be a team guy, huh? Stop filming in the locker room. Um, but, yeah, with the, when they have those three guys, I mean, obviously, easily Big Ben's top five, maybe even top three quarterback in the league. Um, they're obviously going to be winning that division until at least Ben leaves. 
Um, but I'm excited to see the Browns. I think the Browns can beat the Bengals and Ravens easily. The Ravens don't have much going on besides Joe Flacco, the Bengals. Who cares about the Bengals? I don't like Andy Dalton. A.J. Green needs to get the hell out of there, but he never will. So, yeah, Steelers definitely AFC North. AFC South, the Texans, who cares? DJ Watt's finally coming back because he's not hurt again. Um, I don't really – Deshaun Watson definitely had some glimpses last year. He's pretty athletic. I'm not sold yet. Um because he's not gonna he's not gonna play the same. I think people always forget that. Like he tore his ACL. I think it was his ACL. But he tore his knee regardless. When athletic quarterbacks hurt their knee, we saw with RG three, they're never the same. They'll always think about it. They can't run the same. They can't make the same cuts they were making. So it's gonna take away that aspect of his game, and it's gonna change things. I think he can sit in the pocket and sling it. So I think he's okay there. But it's definitely gonna change the way he plays, and it's always gonna be on his mind, unfortunately. But he did play pretty well. Um, I just don't really love the rest of their roster. The Colts, I love Brissett, but Andrew Luck's back. I thought Brissett did great in New England. I think if he could just sit behind someone, he could actually be a leader on a team. Um, but Luck is back. Um, there's some videos. If you see, you can watch him. He's throwing some footballs, but he still doesn't look 100. He looks real hesitant throwing the ball. Nothing. He's not hucking anything downfield. He's throwing little short swing routes and whatnot I, I guess he was throwing college footballs or something like that not even full-size NFL balls which is really weird so I don't think the Colts are are really gonna be in the contention this year um with Andrew Andrew looks their best player and if he's not healthy if he's not 100 and he's hesitant throwing the ball they've got no chance whatsoever uh Jaguars are the one that's gonna win this division they're absolutely stacked on both sides of the football Blake Bortles is a really underrated quarterback I don't think he's a big play quarterback per se. He's definitely not, but I think he's a really great systematic quarterback. I think he can put the ball where he needs to. He can make safe plays. He's a he's he's mobile enough, I think, to kind of move around in the pocket. Um, Leonard Fournette's definitely one of the best backs in the league, and he's just rising, um, so that makes them a force. Uh, defensively, they're absolutely stacked and jacked. I'm all ready for the Jaguars to win that division, no problem. The Titans, uh, they took Deion Lewis from New England, who – I think is an exceptional player. I think that's going to add to them because because I think before with, you know, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, those are definitely two downhill backs, guys that are power backs, guys that are going to run through people. Now with DeMarco Murray retiring, which is totally sad, hate to see him go, but with him retiring, they have Derrick Henry, who's an absolute beast. Have you seen the size of that guy? I love it. Um, absolute behemoth playing running back. He's their downhill guy, and then they have Deion Lewis, who they can do anything they want. He's shifty in the backfield, running the ball, and he can also catch out of the backfield to make a lot of guys miss. So I'm really excited to see that. But like I said, I'm not sold on Marcus Mariota. He made his he made his fame with being agile at Oregon, and I, I don't think it's going to translate in the NFL. It still hasn't. Um, he's made a couple good runs, like I said before. But still, I mean, that's not that's not the future for Tennessee, I don't think. But Mike Vrabel, uh, one of my all-time favorite football players of all time. I used to wear number 50 because of Mike Vrabel. He's now the head coach. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, he was a great defensive coordinator with Houston, obviously. So really excited for him. Hope he can have some success there. But Jaguars won that division, no problem. So then that leaves us with the AFC West. We've got the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders. Um, I love John Gruden, but I just don't think this is going to work. Uh, I read somewhere that he was showing his team film from like the 70s. Why are you doing that? Football has changed miraculously. And I know, I think he said something like there's a lot to learn back then. No, players that played back then couldn't play in today's NFL. There's no way. Guys might have hit harder. There wasn't as many rules, maybe a little bit grittier, but the way the game is played now, it's so much faster. It's so much, it's so, it's more complicated. There's, there's no way. I don't know why you'd be showing your team film from the seventies. It's absolutely unreal. Um, if you want to watch some game film, watch new England's offense and watch the Jags defense on game film. <clears throat> uh, the chargers. I mean, I feel like the chargers are always that team where they, they look, they've, they look good on paper then they really disappoint you, and then towards the end of the season, they really pile it on and, and try to make a run for it, and they just come up short every time. Uh, it's sad to watch, but Phillip Rivers, he is, an, he is an elite quarterback, but, I mean, he makes a lot of mistakes as well, which I think hurts them. But defensively, they look great this year when they got Melvin Ingram on one side and Joey Bosa on the other. That makes them dangerous. That pass rush is going to be unreal. But I don't think they win their division. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, this is the year. Everybody's been talking about him. They want to get rid of Alex because they think he's the future. People love him. I have no idea. I didn't watch a lot of him at Texas Tech. I didn't watch a lot of his preseason stuff. I haven't really seen what he can do. But apparently he's got one of the strongest arms in the league, so I'm excited to see that. <clears throat> but with all that being said, the Broncos won this division absolutely. 
I'm a big Case Keenum guy. When Case Keenum got uh, picked up by the Texans a few years ago, I was all in. I thought he was a stud. Um, he then, I think, got hurt, then wasn't really having success, and then kind of kind of, kind of couldn't find a spot. I think went to the Rams, couldn't really find a place for him, and then he goes to Minnesota and plays his, his balls off and almost takes him to a Super Bowl. He's now at the Broncos, which I think is a great team for him. I think with John Elway leading that organization, it's a perfect fit for him. Um, they've got weapons offensively, defensively with Vaughn Miller on the other side of the ball. I mean, they're come on. They're going to win that division. No problem. Now, with all that being said, I'm long-winded. Oh, my gosh. I got to stop talking. I talk too much. With that being said, what are my Super Bowl picks? <sighs> well, AFC, I want to say the New England because that's my team. Of course they're going to the Super Bowl. And why would you argue against that? They go all the time. It's unreal. Tom Brady's the best to ever play. It's just his birthday the other day. Do you guys know that? August 3rd. Just turned 41 years old. Looks amazing. But just for argument's sake, let's let's say I think it's going to be New England. But, okay, let's say it's not. I'll pick another AFC team. <clears throat> um, I would have. I think it's going to be the Jags. I like the Jags, and I like Pittsburgh. Just because Pittsburgh, like I said, you got Ben Roethlisberger, who's easily top three quarterback in the league. You got A. B. who's the best receiver in the league, and you got Le'Veon Bell, the best uh, running back in the league. With those three studs at offense, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, the Jaguars, I think they're just the most complete team. Uh, I think, well. Yeah, defensively they're 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 definitely the most complete team. They got Jalen Ramsey, they got Campbell, they got they got Jack. Um, offensively with Leonard Fournette, and then I think like I said, Blake Bortles is in a perfect system for him. And Doug Marone I think is a great coach. I think they're the most complete team. Um, they kind of have all their pieces in the right spot. So I think it's either Jags or Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Jags because I think their defense can beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Oh, then the, the NFC, the good old NFC. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think it's going to be the Saints. I love the Saints. I like Michael Thomas. I like Drew Brees. I like Kamara. Uh, I like their defense. Not as much as I used to, but it's it's okay. Um, I think Drew Brees puts it together this year. They fell short last year. I think he really puts it together. I'm a big Saints guy. I think the Rams make the playoffs, losing the first round. I think the Falcons and Saints play in the NFC Championship game. But, yeah, so I, you know what? I'm going to go with Jaguars and Saints in the Super Bowl. But most likely it's going to be the Patriots. Whenever they play, they're going to win. So it doesn't matter. All right, we covered a lot of stuff today. I definitely ran my mouth way longer than I probably should have. Um, but, yeah, so today was the first episode. A little rough, you know. I'm just kind of going through the motions, just kind of talking and throwing things out there for you. Uh, let me know if you liked it. Let me know if there's more things you want to talk about or if there's more things you want me to have an opinion on because I definitely probably do. Um, so yeah, share this, comment about it, reach out to me. Like I said, um, the hosting site that I put the, uh, podcast on, I will have a link for my blog. Cause it, like I said, it's impossible to find, but that will change soon. Um, but yeah, so you guys can go on there and check all the stuff that most of the stuff I talk about, I actually write about, um, the stuff I talked about today, like the stuff I liked about the Cleveland Browns and the Rams being overrated, all that stuff that'll be on the blog as well. Cause I wrote some more stuff about it that I didn't really talk about in here. So <clears throat> Yeah, we're kind of going with, through the motions with this. We're just seeing where it takes us. Um, I think the plan is to film the podcast, have some videos up so we can get some more content out there. Um, and then once uh, I get some more content up, we're going to get some more people on the show so we can really talk some sports and really get a lot of opinions and probably have some heated debates and arguments so I can fight with somebody because that's what people really want to see. So yeah, if you liked what you heard or if you didn't, please let me know because I'm always ready to debate. I'm always ready to argue because I'm always right and you're not. All right, well, that's enough from me. I will see you guys in the next one. Stay classy, stay angry. See ya.